Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Fox, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in SmackDown Live. This Ugh. is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Rondell Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Old notify bell next to it. YouTube's been desubscribing, unsubscribing people again, Larson. Yeah. What a rip. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> did you see the Hogan thing? How he put a picture up of Bam Margera. Thought he was dead. Oh, God, I laughed so hard when I saw that. Anyways. Sorry, brother. I was thinking of Ryan Dunn, brother. What a mess. Anyways, um, we're also at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. We, uh, today's the 29th. So we've got today, tomorrow, and the next day for people to get their orders in. Yes. For the Friendo Care Package, $20 on the Patreon, just a one-time $20 thing. You get a comic book, you get stickers, you get a poster, or you get to choose Mecha Santa, top notch. Not much of a choice. And then a postcard, $20, and uh, we'll send that out. I just finished sending out the March ones. Um, I, like I had a t- we had a ton in March. Oh, that's good. And then we have to uh, do 20, we have to sign 27 comic books and postcards All right. today. All right. Um, and I'll get those sent off. Uh, this, it's going to be a busy day. This weekend. Um, so yeah, we're there and then pro wrestling tees. I think there's a sale happening soon at pro wrestling tees. Yeah. It's like buy five, get 25% off. Get 25% I think, off. I think those are the terms. So it's kind of like a buy four, get one free kind of right. I don't know. Doesn't the math kind of adds up to that. Maybe anyways. So yeah, uh, pro wrestling tees.com forward slash going in raw. I have an idea for the next friendo care package. I sent you the final version of the slayest. Uh, going in Ross. Yeah, are you going to put some sort of Slay-esque logo on it? No, I have. So I have the going in raw one. Did you see that? The final version of it? Oh, maybe I didn't send that. No, to you me. just sent me the, the actual picture. Yeah. 
All right, so this is how it ends up. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. Like that. Yeah. I'm only I'm j- I'm just hesitant to put the actual word slayest on there for like copyright issues. Yeah, no, that's I a mean, fair I know point. It's parody or whatever, but no, I kind of just like having the going. No, that's logo. fine. Yeah. But I'm thinking of making that the centerpiece of a new friendo care package. All right. Add some stickers with a new logo on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe and, uh, and have that be the print. And have that be no the t-shirt. It'd be oh, it, it would center you. around that as a t-shirt. Oh, okay. As part of the care package rather than the fifty dollars tier. And we would just no the, we would just sell it straight up on the on we get a merch site. Get oh, a big right. cartel thing. Gotcha. And just sell it straight up. So it's the first care package that's available to non-patrons. Oh, under, okay. So, yeah. you, you didn't specify that aspect. Sorry, now yeah. I understand. We're just talking business here on the podcast. You want to talk about Enzo's... Uh, 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 no, the Enzo uh, diss track. I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, you don't really need to. It's terrible. Um, I'm gonna, we're going to talk about it on non-news Okay, this I week. do want to... Uh, for, uh, for that, then, I do want to listen to it at least I'm once. I'm going to... I'm going to upload... So we did a non-news this past week for patrons, for $5 and up patrons. That I, I'm going to upload today. But the next one we film, we're going to talk about, like on Thursday, uh, that's where you're going to get our exclusive review. Review. Of whose name now? Real One? Real One's Phoenix. That's the name of the track. It's so bad. You, you want to hear one, one phrase from it that he tweeted out last night, too? Sure. He uses the phrase consensual penis. I read about that. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Anyways, um, but we were going to talk about Raw. Instead of talking yeah, about that, we're going to talk about Raw. Yeah, let's talk about Not Raw. real one. We're going to talk about Raw one. Oh, I didn't bring my notes up night. yet. Yeah, I didn't bring up notes. There they yet. are. Good job. So, what did you think in a nutshell? I thought it was fun. See, I, like the first hour. You what? sent me a poo-poo text I sent night. you a text and I said, uh, Raw is a bit of an effing mess. And yeah. that was as I was watching kind of the end of the first hour. But it picked up after that because sure. like the first hour was all over the place. There were some decent matches with wonky finishes. Yeah. Like, I'm still not entirely sure while Kevin Owens really interfered in the Finn balor Braun Strowman main, uh, match to open the show. Yeah. There really was no motivation for him to do so other than just that, to mess with people. Yeah. Sowing seeds of... I mean, I understand. Sure that, they understand yeah. the, I understand they're trying to build stories for Money in the Bank, but there's better ways to do it. And I uh, like the motivation behind Seth using the chair in his match, I guess, kind of made sense, but there was a way around that. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, I don't know, kind of weird. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. And then the whole Nia Jax thing. Oh, I like that. Really? You didn't like that? How long has she been a face? Two months? And then she tells the crowd to shut up? If even that. No, I liked it. I thought it was good. Oh, it doesn't have to be. Is she a face? Is she a heel? She's trying to get her on his head. They're fighters. That. They're There's competitors. There's a way to do that without tossing around a local enhancement talent and telling the crowd to shut up. Oh, I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought she was good on the mic too. In a in a vacuum, yeah. But considering the storyline she just got out of. Oh come on! We'll get to that. We'll we'll talk about that when we get there. But I people were talking about that on Twitter too. It's completely different. It is different. You cannot bullying. I guess we're going to talk about it now. Bullying. Her point with Alexa Bliss was this. Alexa Bliss was behind her back calling her fat. I understand. And manipulating her as a friend. What aspect of what we saw last night was bullying? Well, I mean, I mean she was just tossing around. I'm not going to say it's bullying. A squash match with a local competitor. But it wasn't a match. It's a time-honored condition. Because Nia time-honored said, tradition. said, you know, here, you're going to witness this exhibition. She didn't call it a match because there was no pinfall, was there? Oh, I don't know. I don't think there was. She scared off the ref at the end. So she got her own DQ. Yeah, she's intimidating. She didn't. Okay, people. but this was with a willing participant. Well, maybe to begin with. 
But then once she was unconscious after, uh, well, she knew she, she knew that was the she knew that was a possibility. Come on, you know. I'm just it. saying, based considering the story she just got out of, and the fact that she actually seemed like she was being well received after her face turn after that storyline, to seemingly just immediately turn a heel to serve a, a store a short term story, it just speaks to the utter lack of vision anyone in WWE has. I don't know. And I, that, think, I think ultimately look, I, that's 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 what I found irritating about it. I'm not going to claim that the, anybody in WWE creative has any vision. I found the segment entertaining. I didn't have a big pro. When she told the crowd to shut up, I was like, ooh, that's kind of interesting. I wonder where that's going to go. Um, See, I guess my, when, when they set up the match, it was Nia going to Ronda and saying, all right, I want to test my metal. Let's see how if I can hang with the baddest woman on the planet. Yeah. And then even last week, Ronda says, I'm going to take your title, take your arm. Fine. That's a little trash talk. Nothing wrong with that. But I don't know. It's, it seems like rather than match Ronda's trash talk and, and still maintain the character they had spent all this time developing, mm-hmm. she kind of t- took a step back in the character department in terms of what they had been developing because – if what we heard was true, they didn't know what to do with Ronda, so they put her in a title match. And so because they want Ronda to maintain that face pop, seemingly, they have to ask Nia, all right, you have to be a little bit heelish now. See, I'm okay. It's because here's my thing. It reminded me of the kind of builds we see from time to time these days. And granted, I'm not like a close observer of the UFC, but <clears throat> you'll see these types of builds where – they try to they they talk trash either on Twitter or at the press conferences, and then what happens at the end of every single fight when one of these guys has been healing it up? They shake hands to the crowd, to the competitor, to their opponent, to everybody. They've been healing up. At the end, everything's cool. Everybody's happy. They have respect for each other, and like you said, they shake hands. This to me felt more like that, except there was the physicality in the ring. That's what this felt like to me. Nia playing it up for the big match with the UFC uh, uh, competitor. Um, that's what it came off to me. I, I really liked it. I thought it was really strong. I thought it was better than some awkward backstage segment. I thought it was better than putting him in like an opposing tag teams or something like that. And I thought Nia demonstrating in the ring how what Ronda had to offer wasn't going to work against her. And then getting on the mic and spelling it out with, in, in a way that I thought was uh, was well executed on the mic. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. It as was, I said, it was, in, it was the best I've seen of Nia. As I said in a vacuum, I agree with you. I just felt like coming off what we just saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it no, did, I mean, it, look, did, it didn't. It didn't really ring true for me. A lot of people had that same opinion on Twitter, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna crap on it. Um, I just personally thought it was cool. Uh, Braun Strowman came out at the very beginning to a massive pop. Yeah, I dropped actually a pretty good promo too. I know, man. Let's put the belt on this guy Larson, already. There are three people. There are three guys in the WWE right now on Raw, on just on Raw, the brand itself, that are massively over. Yeah. And they were all on the show last night. Yeah. Finn Balor. Yeah. Braun Strowman. Seth Rollins. And Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah. Who is just more and more comfortable every single time as a face that he comes out. Mm-hmm. He so embodies top face role on raw. Oh yeah. But then you have Braun who occupies his own interesting space. Mm-hmm. And then you have Finn who kind of occupies his own interesting space. Mm-hmm. What is the, why are they not all fighting over the universal championship right now? Because WWE is, uh, doesn't know what they're doing. What is going on with that, man? They're all so over and they're all so good. And there's so much, there's so many things they could do between the three of these. Oh guys. yeah. 
It's crazy. And then instead they focus on Roman Reigns and they don't really do anything with him. So Braun Strowman comes out, drops a promo, says, you know, Money in the Bank essentially is mine. I'm Monster in the Bank. Um, Finn Balor comes out, you know, because after their match last week, Braun picks him up, puts him in the corner rather than power slams him. Kind of sh- uh, shows him some respect via social media. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that continues. Braun says, you put up a pretty good fight for a little guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Balor takes a bit of offense to that, slaps Braun across the face, mm-hmm. and then Braun th- throws him literally across the entire ring. Yeah, Kurt Angle comes out at the top of the ramp and says, all right, Finn Balor versus Braun Strowman right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the match happens. Kevin Owens randomly comes out for commentary. Even though he doesn't really, he wasn't in any way involved in the match last week, I don't believe. Again, just to build up some stories from Money in the Bank. I get it. Um, and then right before one commercial break, Kevin Owens grabs the mic from commentary and starts talking trash to Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. Motivated by what? I still don't know. Other than that, he just wants to stir shit up. Um, yeah, it's not crystal clear, is it? No. Yeah. Um, later, I mean, is this just his... Look, man, we get, look, I understand WWE, they're not, it's kind of obvious. They're not really firing on all, all no, hands on deck. No. But, you know, we're given what we have. We have what we're given. We got to try to make some sense of it. I know. I'm trying to. I um, mean, I guess, I guess it's, I guess it's his strategy for money in the bank to sow seeds of, of, of chaos, maybe. Maybe. Going but into Braun money in involved, you really don't have to do that. No, you don't. No, you don't. But at the same time, maybe he's thinking, hey, if Braun is riding high right now, he's got momentum because he just beat Finn Balor. They're in a match. If Braun beats him again, that's more momentum for Braun. If Finn beats Braun, that's massive momentum for Finn because who's ever done that before? Just Roman. If we we leave them all just unsatisfied, nobody's going to feel confident. Nobody's going to feel strong. Yeah, I just invented his motivation. And I know it's not what they were thinking. I just feel but like I think, I think it works. I feel like if they, it would take in just one spot to to fully explain why Owens came and got involved. Have them fight up the ramp. Have someone get tossed in Kevin Owens a commentary. Make yeah. the way back to the ring. Continue the match. No one's come down just because he's upset. Someone got thrown into him. Uh, it makes, that makes a lot of sense. Leaving it to randomly your, coming. In. Leaving it to your imagination. Anyways, Braun delivers an awesome shoulder tackle to Finn since Finn over the barricade. Did Kubert give you all the answers in two thousand one? Well, WWE's not exactly 2001, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Go ahead. Um, so then after that, once Finn gets the upper hand, uh, Kevin Owens starts trash-talking him. Yeah. Right before a commercial break. Yeah. Sowing the seeds of chaos, Lars. I guess. That's what he's doing. Um, anyways, later on, Balor hits a coup de gras, goes for another. Owens knocks him off the top rope. Uh, Owens produces a ladder, hits Finn with it, mm-hmm. tries to do the same with Braun. Doesn't work. Kevin Owens flees up the ramp. Yep. Braun throws a ladder towards him. Mm-hmm. Good aim on that ladder throw, Braun. Yeah. Well, also, wow, that went really far. I know. I, I kind of think it was a bit more – do you think that was more – yeah, that was Braun. Because Kevin Owens kind of wasn't even looking at the ring, and, and Braun landed it right next to him. Yeah. Or right in front, right behind him. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, they must have practiced that before the show started. You'd think so. Um, so uh, uh, we, after the commercial break, we go backstage. Kevin Owens goes up to a, a, a parking attendant, a valet. Sadly, it wasn't Braun. Like, I wish they would have ripped our idea from We Book Raw. Yeah, have, have Braun dress as a valet. Get these hands. 
That uh, first one was the best. Oh yeah, because you had get him these hands. You had him perfectly standing, like looking away, back to camera, and turns around. Get these hands. <laughs> so uh, Kevin Owens says, "I want, I want this gray car here." Mm-hmm. And the valet course asks for the the the, the, the ticket. Yeah, Kevin man. Owens says, "I don't have the ticket. You need to get ticket. the keys. I need to get out of here. You need the ticket." So the valet goes and does what he's told, and Kurt Angle comes up and says, "You're not leaving. Yeah. You have a match tonight. Yeah. Go get ready. Kevin Owens versus Bob Roode. Yeah, tonight." Kevin, I was not happy about that because no. he's still in the same building as Braun Strowman. Uh, next up, we had a Sasha Banks iPhone promo mm-hmm. where she talked about the upcoming gauntlet match a little bit later on. Um, she's great. The funny thing about this is that this is such a small thing that I noticed. When you're doing an iPhone promo, it's always best to do them in very pedestrian areas. Not like, you know, not like streets, but like in the locker room, yeah. down a hallway. She was in an area that was very interestingly lit. There was like a dash of blue light coming across her back and the rest was kind of dark. And I'm like, why didn't they just get like a regular camera? I know whenever I see these promos shot in interesting locales, I want to know the story of how they got to that place. (laughs) Right, exactly. Like when Baron did his inside of a moving truck. (laughs) That was the biggest. Yeah, that was the And then why are you inside a a, a moving truck? That was the biggest one. Hey, I just got inspired to do this promo, but I'm mid move. Anyways, I had to sell my house because I bought a a Ferrari. Ferrari. With my Twitter opinion money. Anyways, next up, we had a very extended Elias promo. Oh, this promo. was great. This is amazing. This was fantastic. Because <laughs> yes. he got a really good pop when he came out. And then instantly, instantly. When he turned on the crowd. And what did he What did he say? Something about the, the disgusting crowd. <laughs> he called them the disgusting crowd. <laughs> He's got a heck of a way of coming out to a pop and yeah. then getting the crowd to turn on him. It it's and it feels like it delights him to no oh, end. Yeah. It delights him to no end. It's fantastic. And so of course they're booing him. Yeah. Because he's talking trash and he says, All right, well, I'm not gonna perform. I'm gonna wait until this crowd is quiet before I'll sing my song and I'm not leaving this ring until it happens. Mm-hmm, right. So we go to a commercial break, come back, mm-hmm. he's still sitting there. Uh, uh and which was great before they went to commercial, you hear him say well, if you're gonna keep booing me, I'll just get up and leave. Of course, everybody cheers. Yeah, you know. Yeah. He says, "No, I'm not gonna do that." Um, <laughs> you come back. He's again imploring the crowd to be quiet. Seth Rollins interrupts, mm-hmm. walks down the ring, grabs his stool, throws it out of the ring. Yeah. Elias, begrudgingly, he- begrudgingly leaves. Leaves. That gives us Seth Rollins versus Jinder Mahal. So is Seth only gonna roll out his Deadpool costume during Deadpool movies rollouts? Oh, maybe. Because Deadpool just came out, mm-hmm. and he's wearing Deadpool. Yeah, but it didn't come out this past weekend. It came out the week before that. Still. And the week before that, he didn't wear his Deadpool stuff. I think he yeah. wore the, the yellow maybe he was, gear. Maybe he was trying to combat the solo Could be. He's movie. a Deadpool fan, not he's so much a Star Wars guy. Not so much. Yeah, exactly. Could be. He's more, I, I could see him more of a fantasy guy, a fantasy buff, the King Slayer. Oh, maybe. He had the Game of Thrones-inspired stuff. Maybe he's just like me. Maybe he doesn't like fantasy in but general. he likes Game of Thrones a but lot. But he likes Game of Thrones a Could lot. Could be. Yeah. It's the one thing for him. Anyways, uh, next up we had Seth Rollins versus Jinder Mahal. Again, a match with a wonky finish. I'm not a huge fan of starting off the show with two matches that I was looking forward to this match. I like Jinder Mahal. I always have to qualify. And as we said, you know, whenever Jinder is paired up with a guy who is quick and athletic and works fast pace, his matches are better. Yeah, they weren't really going for that this time. Um, because I really liked, I, I liked the Braun Finn Balor side. I can, I can never get enough of that stuff. Those two guys are great in the that ring. That freaking shoulder, what, the shoulder tackle, tackle into the, the barricade. Oh, God, that was great. That was great. But anyway, Seth Rollins versus Jinder Mahal. Um, it wasn't that long into the match 
that soon. I mean, they did. They were doing some stuff. Well, Jinder was working over uh, Seth's midsection, his ribs. Yeah, the ribs. And Seth was really selling that. Yeah. And then uh, Seth got the upper hand. Um, Sunil Singh tries to distract uh, the ref and Seth. Ref tosses him from ringside. Mm-hmm. Um, Jinder takes that opportunity to hit Seth in the ribs of the chair that he pulled out from under the ring. Yeah, Jinder was very, he was being very sneaky. Yeah. Although it, it, that always does kind of bug me. These guys are supposed to be like top of their game competitors, and they cannot, their periphery is so bad. Their attention span, they cannot multitask. Well, I mean, they're selling injury, man. Sometimes if, if, if. No, I'm talking about when Seth was so focused on the ref throwing Sunil out. Oh, gotcha. That he completely lost track of where Jinder was. Then he goes back and he tries to bring him back in. Yeah, it doesn't seem like uh, WWE superstars in general can multitask very well. No, superstars, referees are really bad at that too. Yeah. It's all part of the story, but yeah. still, you you know. You should be uh, aware of what's going on around you. Even if Seth like was confused in the moment, like trying to focus on Sunil and looking back at Jinder and being like, where is he? And then focusing on Sunil. Some indication that your head is in the game. Yeah. Would be nice. So Jinder uh, hits Seth in the ribs with a chair. Gets a roll up, but only gets a two count. For some reason, Sunil Singh did not leave the ringside area. He runs back out, tries to interfere again. Mm-hmm. It was his great spot. Seth pulls him in the ring, um, sends Jinder into the corner. Buckle bomb Sunil Singh into Jinder. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was good. I like that. Um, and then uh, there's this, shortly after that, Seth looks outside the ring. He's apparently, as commentary is saying, frustrated. Because oh, earlier yeah, on, early on, they were saying that, that uh, Seth right now isn't necessarily working on an intellectual level in the ring. He's working at inter- an emotional level, mm. feeding off the response he gets from the WWE Universe. Well, also, it was his birthday, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think in general, they were saying that was kind of his motivation these days, or his process. Um, so, Seth looks down He's on wrestling the- via mob rule. <laughs> right? I guess He's so. He's feeding off the I WWE so. Universe. He's getting swept up. Um <laughs> So Seth looks down the floor, sees a couple of chairs down there, and he he's, he's just so frustrated, I guess, that he grabs one of the chairs and destroys Jinder Mahal with it. Of course, he gets DQ'd. Jinder yeah. wins. Destroys Jinder, destroys Sunil Singh. Um, he runs up the ramp, chases Jinder up the ramp. Jinder flees backstage. Seth goes to the commentary table, stands up. And celebrates get smashed in the back by Elias yeah and then he falls like a oh. why didn't Elias see I kind of feel like it made more sense this week if Seth got the upper hand and Elias materialized guitar in the back during the match yeah build upon the frustration Seth might be feeling yeah so when he actually does something like he did to, to Ginger tonight it might feel somewhat cathartic versus rushed yeah no I'm with you on that one it was kind of weird it's like your frustration is is like rage like razor thin like you know you can't can't control but again you know you're being you're being you're wrestling via mob rule mm. so mm-hmm. what are you gonna do mm-hmm. you know he needs to go back to being an intellectual wrestler yes, the architect the architect exactly now you're just a mess anyways uh next up uh they put Seth on a stretcher yeah he's like wait hold on wait it's wait like, oh let me get up and he gets up and he walks out in his own power. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we already talked about this segment uh, quite a bit. It was Nia Jax versus Michelle Webb. Michelle Webb, local competitor. Yes. Uh, Ronda Rousey comes out on commentary. And Nia grabs a mic and says, um, you know, essentially, this is what you're in for, Ronda Rousey. Um, it says, uh, Michelle Webb, put me in the arm bar. Of course, Nia Jax picks her up and power bombs her. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, says, I'm not done with her yet. This is what else you got in store for you. 
picks her up Samoan drop. Rhonda needs to get some new facial expressions, though. Oh, she has three, maybe. But the one is really good. You know what? I am just totally fine watching this. She has that kind of intonation, too. She needs to mix up. She, she, they need to give her some acting classes. Yeah, they do. But she's, I, I feel like on commentary, I was, when she, I saw her come out on commentary, I was kind of not exactly worried how she would do, but I was wondering how comfortable she would be. And at least she seemed relatively comfortable. Okay, so the comfort level is okay. I'll agree with you on yeah. that one. Yeah. She, we need to take it to the next level, though. Yeah. Um, um, but no, I, I, again, you know, we talked about this a lot during the intro. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Naya was going back to the mic. Every time she would do something, she would say, but can you even put the arm bar on me? And then uh, she went back um, and uh, delivered a Samoan drop to uh, Michelle Webb. Yeah, and then followed that up with a leg drop. Yeah. Is it, I got something else for you, yeah. rolling senton. She's like, she's going to lay there for 10, 20, 30 seconds, 40 seconds. She said, I want you to come down here and help her out. And then the ref was trying to do that, and Nia shooed him away. So get, get back, get back, get and back. That's when she told the crowd to shut up. Yeah. Well, they were, they were, yeah, they were chanting Rhonda's name, and she said, she knows her name, shut up. I wonder, I do kind of wonder if that was off script. Oh, maybe. But I also kind of wonder if they, they sort of feel like they need a, a true heel, true face. Well, that's kind of what I wonder, too, is, is mm-hmm. you know, they're obviously pushing Rhonda as, as a massive face. Yeah. And so they don't want to, you know, I'm sure Vince feels like, well, if Ronda's going to be the obvious face in this matchup, yeah. then we need an obvious heel. Maybe Nia understands how fickle the WWE universe is, Maybe. and they'll accept a heel or face turn with, you know, whatever. Yeah. So she's like, I can be a heel right now for this program, and then next week I'm going to be a face. Maybe. It's all meta, dude. No, I don't think it it's is. It's like Roman Reigns. I don't think anything about it is meta. I think it's indecisiveness and a lack of vision. Wow. Just spitting venom, man. On WWE's part. What's our mantra, dude? What's our mantra? Stay positive, yeah. Stay positive. I feel like there's, you, you know, just sort of running it down a lot today. Yeah. That's weird because I came in in a good mood. I was listening I to know, some. I know. We were having a good time. Ready for the world. I was feeling great. Did I do something to annoy no, you? No, no, no. See, I've been yeah. good. No, like the only part of, the, of Raw that really, not really bothered me, but I, I was watching it kind of confused was that segment, this Nia yeah. Jack segment, because it seemed such a sharp turn from what had been happening. Yeah, I don't see a sharp turn. It was pretty, a turn. Pretty a significant bit turn. bit of a turn. Pretty significant turn. Like Anyways, Ronda Rousey. Chunk of turn. Ronda Rousey walks down the ring. Um, you know, they kind of have a stare down. And she seems kind of shook. Nia gets in her face and says, I don't know. I forget what she says. But she, like, lays into her a little bit with a big, oh, she said, oh, that's right. This was good. I like this. She said, she said, oh, was that the look? That's the oh, look. The, the intimidating, intimidating, intimidating look. look. She's like, I'm not intimidated right now. I think that look is humorous. And she laughs it off and walks away. And Ronda looks thoroughly confused. A little frustrated and kind of kind of scared a little bit. Like, what? How do I handle this? What do I do with this? I don't know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I thought it was good. I, I thought I liked that there was no in a vacuum. I thought it was very good. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm next, I'm having some water. I have no more to say. Dana Dana Brooke iPhone promo. She was doing some whiteboard math. Um. Yeah, it looked pretty solid too. Were you looking at any of the equations back there? I, I was, but I'm I haven't taken a math class since. My first year in college, so. Yeah, I got a 32% in calculus. Well, I, I passed calculus. I got an A in calculus. I was, yeah, I know, but again, I was too busy going out, doing lots of drugs. Not true. Getting in multiple orgies that year. It's if I remember correctly. True. How would you even know that? We were hardly even friends because then in probably, 96. You've never said one thing about it. Why would I ever tell you about orgies? You just did. That'd be weird if I was like, man, I was in this orgy one time, and I had like... A finger up my butt. I don't know whose it was. 
<laughs> turns out it was my own. It turns out, oddly, it was mine. <laughs> it was a one-person orgy, just me. Um, anyways, yeah, so she, like you said, she had some whiteboard math behind her. It looks solid. I doubt she did any of it, but what do I know? Maybe she's a math major or something. Maybe she's got a degree in math. Um, she delivered her iPhone promo. I was too busy looking at the math to pay attention to what she was saying, though. I assume she thinks she thought she was. Oh, she was that. saying the math indicates. She oh, has, yeah. She has the algorithm, oh, essentially. She ha- oh, she didn't use those exact words, yeah. but that was the gist of what yeah. she was saying. She has the algorithm to win the gauntlet match and advance to the Money in the Bank ladder match. Next. Very good. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus The Ascension. Ascension lost. Yeah, what a surprise. <laughs> I'm already like tired of Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Well, they're not doing anything with No, them. they're not. There's no story there. We need more uh, Hardy compound videos like did Bray move in? Thought we're, yes, exactly right. Does Perfect. He have, does he have his own wing of Hardy compound right. of his own? Did he just bring like a trailer? Yeah, or is he living in the in, where the, the building where the ring is, the dome of something? I remember there was this dude used to frequent this uh this bar used to hang out a lot back in the days like 15 years ago 10 years ago and he had his own i'd never seen something this small before it was the smallest pop-up trailer i've ever seen it was like basically coffin size Hmm. but then you you know you crank it and it would would be a pop-up enough room just to sleep basically just to sleep and he would take that to burning man every year he was an old grizzled burning man Mm. vet i don't know how long burning man's been a thing for a while but apparently he's been going to all of them oh He's probably dead by now. He was already super old. Or maybe he's still going to Burning Man. He seemed like he had not a care in the world. Yeah. Because all he did is roam around in his pop-up trailer, I think. And then go to Burning Man once a year. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That guy's probably been to some orgies. Probably. (laughs) Anyways. Oh, yeah. Where were you? Hardy and White. Yeah, they need need to explore their relationship, Mm -hmm. their dynamic a bit more. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy pinned Victor after a kiss of deletion, the double sister Abigail. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't know where these, I mean, obviously they're going to break up at some point and have a feud again. You said the same thing about Cesaro and Sheamus, and they never did that. Man. Yeah, I guess it's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. They're going to keep on in this route. They're going to find, I don't know. They need, they need to find some dimension. Maybe once they get into a real feud with somebody. They'll run through the B team. That's not going to be a thing. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe Authors of Pain. It's got to be. Or, or Drew and Dolph. Yeah, it could be Drew and Dolph, although I kind of feel like they're not... Are they, do, I know Stephanie said they're technically a tag team. They didn't have a tag match this week. No, nor they had, did they have one last week. I kind of feel like they're just going to be taking on various singles competitors. Could be. I could be wrong about that. Um, man, how great is... That's later on. We'll talk about that later on. Drew McIntyre. Oh, man. He's every, man. every week, we could, just, we, could just hit, we could just hit the same thing we say every week with Drew McIntyre. I know. Oh, he's amazing. The man. The man. Anyways, next up we had Kurt Angle, and I thought this was a hilarious uh, B-team segment backstage with Kurt Angle. Um, again, they're asking him for a shot at the Raw Tag Team uh, Championships. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Kurt Angle's like, man, you know, you beat the same team twice now. That doesn't exactly, uh, you know, Make allow you. you. Right, exactly. Yeah. And uh, he says, you know, you got a lot, a lot of other uh, tag teams to, to, you know, before you convince me, he says, oh, we need to convince the other tag teams. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, oh, yeah. If we win them over, then we can get, we can be number one. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's what it was. It was like, you have to win, you have to win over the tag teams. And he took that not as you have to beat them. You have to convince them. And so uh, then uh, what's his face? Uh, Bo Dallas said, uh, are you thinking what I'm thinking to Curtis Axel? And Curtis Axel said, yeah, no, no, I have no idea what you're thinking. I zoned out after that bonehead Kurt Angle told me, said we couldn't have a shot of the tag teams. Kurt Angle's like, 
I'm right here. Yeah, it was. I thought it was a really. No, well it was really. It was really well done. And so, yeah, they decided uh, they're going to win over the entire tag division by having barbecue Memorial Day barbecue. I mean, as good as any way to yeah yeah win over people. Uh, next up, we had uh, the Riot Squad. I love this iPhone promo because it starts off with them. They're in the locker room, and uh, while Ruby Riot holds the phone, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan are just ripping they're everybody. Going through, yeah, they're going through people's stuff. <laughs> exactly. This was shades of Randy Orton, like two thousand what nine, two thousand eight, whatever. Yeah, probably when he used to like go into duffel bags and poop in them, according to legend. Yes. Um, so I thought this was hilarious because they were like being kind of gentle with all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. probably their own bags yeah, in the probably, first place. Probably. So I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. Like their heel endeavors include just trashing stuff. But kind of. Not really kind trashing. Of, kind of. Just a, a mild inconvenience. Emptying bags. Emptying That's bags. what they were doing. They were taking the contents of people's luggage, as you said, probably their own, and then gently dumping it on the floor. I would have preferred if they stole a wallet. Or a purse. Maybe. You know, whatever. The, or a or fanny instead, pack. Of, instead of, you know, unzipping said luggage. Ripping it apart. Well, that's too much. I think stealing stuff is a bit better. All right. Because then at least they can give it back. If they rip something, you got to pay for new stuff. That or sucks. they can get it. They can pay to get it repaired. Can you just get like a duffel bag? Rep- well, I guess the well, seamstress if you, lady if you, could probably If do you it. rip it at the seams, yeah. Yeah. Just repair it. Well, even if you don't, you could still just... Entirely. I mean, if you want a new seam in your... Your luggage, yeah, right. it'll look like crap. But you know, if, if it still works, if you if you're not if you don't care about aesthetics, then it's fine. Anyways, Ruby Riot made her case. We're all gonna win this thing. Yeah, I guess. Uh, next up, we had Bob Rude versus Kevin Owens. And a decent decent match. It was actually pretty fun. Yeah, it was a they good worked a good pace, a fast yeah. pace. Yeah. Um, in the end, though, Kevin Owens reversed a roll up attempt from Bob Rude, picked up the pin himself, and then out comes Braun to get a piece of Kevin Owens. Drops him with a power slam, then another one. Bob Roode's, you know, like rooting on Braun destroying Kevin Owens. He's new to Raw. Yeah, he so doesn't know. He doesn't know that when Braun enters run, ring, just run. you exit ring. But come on. So Bob Roode's on the turnbuckle the, cheerleading, and then uh, the Braun. parallels here are so obvious. What would happen when somebody was rooting on Stone Cold doling out oh, a stunner? Eat a stunner. They would eat a stunner. Yeah. Why don't they see that the parallels here are so obvious? His promo skills are getting so good. And he's got that that thing in his voice yeah. that he could really, really use. He's learning know? the right times to take a, a break from his promo to get a reaction yeah. from the crowd. He's, yeah. he's learning all the little details. About how to... The comfortability. Mm-hmm. Man, it's coming together so good. Yep. Oh, he could be huge. Oh yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. So Bob Rude, he got a power slam too. He got the power slam. I thought it was. I thought it was a good little bit from Bob Rude. Yeah. You know, it was cool. He thought he and Braun were friends. No, wrong. No, no. Anyways, next up, uh, Sami Zayn came out to try to dig himself out of this hole that he dug himself in last week with Bobby Lashley. He confessed, uh, said, you know, these were uh, these were actors, actors that not, I hired, not Bobby Lashley's real sisters. Yeah, he said, you know, he said I got a lot of flack on this from social media. A lot of people thought it was out of line, overboard, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then he was on the precipice of apologizing to Bobby Lashley, and then he walked it back and said, uh, yeah, everybody in the in this audience should be apologizing to me. Right, exactly. Yeah, and uh, so that brought out Bobby Lashley. Uh, Lashley officially challenges Sami Zayn to, to a match at Money in the Bank. And they shook hands and they did the Superman 2 thing. I loved it. I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah. Where Bob Lashley, like Bob Lashley. 
Bobby oh, Lashley. That's good. No, Bobby Lashley. Um, crushes Sami Zayn's hand, a yeah. la Superman did the General Zod. There's enough personality between these these two that I thought that this segment, especially when they were in the ring together, yeah, and they're going back and forth. I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, you know, yeah, you want to run away from that crap last week oh, as yes. fast as you can, oh, and they yes. kind of did that. So I was fine with it. I still like when I see him in there. What, what, I think this is. I, I still think this is good for Sammy. I think this is good for both guys. Sammy Zayn's totally going to lose at Money in the Bank. Oh yeah. Although if they want to extend this out to SummerSlam, which they might. Um, because what the, what else are either of these guys going to do? Um, they could give Sami Zayn a wonk finish of some uh, a wonk, you know, win of some sort. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I'd be surprised. I'm, I'm, I would fully expect Bobby Lashley to pick up the win and just move on from there, or keep this going. Uh, they might find a way to keep it going. Yeah. Um. Anyways, no, I like that a little bit. That was the best Superman movie, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah, by a fair shot. Easily the most entertaining. Yeah. Result. Boy, that scene was fantastic. I think I, oh, yeah. I kind of remember seeing that as a kid. Yeah, I saw the movie in the theater. Zod was terrifying. He was another guy that was yeah, terrifying. Yeah. Him and Darth Vader. Yeah. Both terrifying. But Zod, man. Can you? What was the sound Zod made when his hand was getting crushed? <laughs> well, no, that was Nod. That's Nod. We tried to shoot lasers from his eyes. It was like a... Yeah. No, when Zod was getting his hand crushed by Superman, didn't he go... <gasps> yes, that's right. Yeah. Like that. And then Superman grabs him, and then like it's obvious he's on strings. You yeah. Know, he lifts yeah, him yeah. up like that. Because Superman's got his powers back. You're right. That was good. And then that music kicks in. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. And then Lois Lane, freaking Rainmaker's, uh, what's her face? Ursa. Ursa. That was great. Maintains wrist lock. Uh, next up, we had a Mickey James iPhone promo. She said she's going to win. After that, we had Drew, yeah, pretty much it. Drew McIntyre versus Chad Gable. Uh, of course, with Dolph Ziggler uh, at Drew McIntyre's uh, side. Side, yes. This was not much of a match. No, Chad Gable got a little bit of offense in, but not a whole lot. He Drew ate a Claymore. Picked up a pretty easy win with the Claymore. He is the man. He is the man. He's fantastic. Everything yeah, he, he does. Is. Yeah, he is. he is. I like this too, man. I like that, you know, you sort of have this expectation these days that whenever they bring up somebody who we think is going to be a big star, they put him in such like a prominent position, or they have him face Dolph if you're on SmackDown, or in this case, team with Dolph. Yeah, I know, I know, but I kind of like this. I kind of like this route they're taking. Mm-hmm. Not too much, not too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like it. I think it's great. What are the odds that Jason Jordan comes back in the next couple of weeks and we get a American Alpha reunion against Dolph and Drew? Oh, I'd be fine with that. I think that's a good spot for Jason Jordan. I don't want. I don't want to see him back where he was before. Oh, I thought he was getting to the point where he's pretty entertaining week in and week out. The spot he was. I don't know, man. It was so it was so on and off for me. But at the end of the day, when he was gone, I was happier. So all right, <laughs> I have to go. I have to go with that. Kind of like Roman Reigns. He's gone. I'm happier. What are you gonna do? Well, that that I understand somewhat. Uh, later on, they officially announced uh, Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank. Next, we get the B Team's barbecue. So it's them, Ascension, Titus Worldwide, mm-hmm. Slater and Rhino, mm-hmm. Revival and Breezango, all I, in the ring. I appreciate. Of course, there's a bunch of food there. Big spread. Um, Bologna sandwiches aren't typically a barbecue staple. No. But I do appreciate that Rhino was... Had, had a platter full of them. Had, yeah. yeah, he took the platter of the yeah. bologna sandwiches. So they were, you know, saying, look at all the great food items we have. Botato chips. Botato salad. Botato salad. Um, they had some hot dogs, some B-team bratwurst. Yeah, yeah. They had some uh, baked beans. Yeah. Um, yeah, all the staples of a good barbecue. But then Titus says, none of this food has any seasoning. Where's the where's the tri tip? Where are the ribs? <laughs> That's great. And Apollo was, was was like shouting along with him, but he didn't have a mic. Yeah, it was great. 
<laughs> None of the suit even has any seasoning. Uh, so then, uh, I think it was tight. Uh, who? Yeah, I think it was Titus who dumped the baked beans on uh, on uh, Bo Dallas. Yeah, it was started a food actually. fight. Yeah, it started a food fight. Of course. At the end, uh, the B team puts a uh, Rhino through a table. Rhino was throwing. Oh yeah, that's right. Because Rhino was throwing food to the crowd. Bologna sandwiches. He was not doling just out. He was doling out. That primarily stuff. bologna yeah, sandwiches. Yeah, bologna yes. sandwiches. B team comes in after everybody's out of the ring and puts them through a table, and that's it. Um, next up, Kurt Angle, the B team are backstage. Kurt Angle said, uh, "You guys can't get a shot, but I'll give you a shot for a shot." Tag team battle royal next week. Winners come out. Number one contenders for the Raw Tag Team Championships. B team is very overwhelmed with joy. Curtis Axel gives a uh, well. Uh, Bo Dallas first gives yeah, Kurt Angle handshake. a handshake, which has a mess of food on it, and Curtis Axel, overwhelmed with emotions, gives Kurt Angle a hug. Big covers, hug. Covers uh, Kurt Angle's blazer with beans and potato salad. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. Uh, next main event. Main event. Gauntlet match for the last position in the women's main the bank match. I was I was happy it was a main event. I kind of wish they had given it more time. Mm-hmm. Um, how how exciting was it to see Seth Rollins last an hour in the gauntlet match they had a, a few months back? Oh, I know, I know. And the buzz that generated and what that did for Seth Rollins. It would have been great if they would have get, given one of the competitors in this match that same opportunity. Mm-hmm. Instead, they had Bailey more or less run through two-thirds of the Riot Squad in pretty short order, mm-hmm. which is a bummer. Yeah, it literally had me thinking this morning while I was walking my dog, they really need to separate Ruby Riot from the rest of the. She needs to ditch the Riot Squad. They add nothing. They get no heat. She is so stinking good, and she had a great showing last night. She yeah. had a really good yeah. showing last night. It kicked off with Bailey. Uh, she Charlie gave her a little interview in the ring beforehand, and she listed off everybody that she was going to run through in order to get her shot because she understood that coming out first in a gauntlet match or second is is, is the the hardest spot to be in. Not a good spot to her be. Her first in. opponent, Liv Morgan, immediate Bailey to belly. Live is That's what you got to do. Eliminated. You have to do. You have to go straight to the finish. Yeah, I know. Got to do that, man. I guess especially when you're only allotted 20 minutes of TV time for your match. I know it's bogus. Uh, next, Sarah Logan versus Bailey. Didn't take long for Bailey to uh, roll up Sarah Logan for the win. A little bit longer though. A little bit yeah. longer. She I mean, went for a Bailey. It's, hard, it's harder to be shorter. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan uh, beat up Bailey a bit. Before Ruby Riot comes down, mm-hmm. she is the third entrant to this gauntlet match. Mm-hmm. She eventually pins Bailey after a riot kick. This mm-hmm. is all pretty quick. Yeah, it is. Um, next, Dana Brooke, and uh, again, pretty quickly, Dana Brooke is pinned by Ruby Riot. Mm-hmm. Um, Mickey James comes out next. Mickey James gets a decent amount of time. Yeah, in comparison to everybody else, at least. Yeah, pretty much. But again, she loses via roll up. So the final matchup: Ruby Riot versus Sasha Banks. And this was actually developing into a pretty fun match. They gave yeah. it, what, like seven, eight minutes maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the end spot was great mm-hmm. um, where uh, uh, Sasha did her own version of Cheeky Nando's. Said with a super kick with a knee, mm-hmm. follows it up with a power bomb, mm-hmm. transitions to a bank statement. Uh, Ruby gets out of it only for Sasha to put it back in again. Ruby taps out. Sasha advances to Money the Bank. I really feel like Sasha's in-ring work has been really good the last month or two. Like she's, I feel like she's doing some different stuff. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Could be. Yeah. Got to step up your game if you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Kind of bummed out they dropped this whole Sasha Bailey thing. But I know, I, 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 know I, I know, I know. I totally should have stuck to my original. But yeah, it's super face heavy now. The Money in the Bank match. I know. The women's Money in the Bank match. I know. There's one actual heel there. It's Alexa, Alexa. Bliss. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I know. 
Um, so I'm surprised because when you mentioned Ruby Wright yesterday, I was like, oh, that makes all the sense in the world. And she had a really, really good showing. Wouldn't have surprised me if they had her win it. But that had been such a face win for her to last all those, you know, like what, four different opponents. Yeah, when they, we would have had to reorder things to have Ruby Wright mm-hmm. come out last, have Bailey versus Sasha happen over in the middle, yeah. have Sasha pick up some sort of cheap win on Bailey, have Bailey get upset, cost Sasha her match. They need to flip some people. They really need to flip some people. Somebody needs to turn heel. Somebody needs to go face. Ruby Riot, I think she's I, I I think she's a really good wrestler. I think she's really good on the mic. Mm-hmm. It's just the Riot squad in general, they have zero purpose. They have no purpose whatsoever. Other than going through people's luggage. Apparently. Apparently that's what they do. Um so I don't know, man. I thought it was fun though. I thought it was a fun run. And I watched it I watched the first two and a half hours of it live till my parents showed up and then I can't watch anything. It's weird trying to watch, like, my mom's over there, and she's, like, saying things about it, and I'm like, I don't have time to explain this to you, Mother. Yeah. Mother. Can I answer some questions? Yeah, sure. All right, let's answer some questions. Okay. Here it is. Um, Zach S. Has the WWE already dropped the ball on Authors of Pain? I'm not sure there was much of a ball to drop, right? Yeah. Dude, you can't, I mean, it's, it's really they difficult. They came in from NXT with basically no momentum because they got brought up too late. Well, yeah, and then you you ditch the one thing that's relatively interesting about them, and that's Paul Ellering. And we kind of figured that he wouldn't be around for their main roster run anyways. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, I'm not sure that right now is the great time for big guys who need to squash opponents. It's just not a great time for that, mm-hmm. you know? And maybe that's what they're doing on main event. I don't know. I know they've had a match or two there. Um, I would imagine so. I'm trying to think last time. I watched last week's main event. I don't think they were on that. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they were squashing people on main event. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I don't my thing is I don't really miss them. I mean, Raw's tag division is crap anyways. Yeah. And so yeah, it'd be great if it was if the Raw division was mainly, you know, like you got Matt and Bray, um You got the revival. If it was yeah, okay, let's say it was this. It was Matt and Bray, the revival, which they were in the comedy bit last night. Mm-hmm. Um, Authors of Pain, Drew and Dolph. Authors of maybe. Pain, Drew and Dolph. That's that's four really good teams right yeah. there. And then you can toss in a jobber team like Titus Worldwide because I love those guys. If that is what we're dealing with, if we saw them on TV on a regular basis and actually wove some stories between those teams like they used to do with the revival, DIY, and Authors of Pain, that'd be really cool. Yeah, it would be. But, you know, yeah. they're not. They're not no, doing it. Instead, we got a food fight last night. Yeah. So, uh, I don't, yeah. Philly Flexer with Kevin and Jinder doing great heel work. Are they in the top five with Cody, Ciampa, and Nakamura? If not, power rank top five heels. Cody's there. Ciampa's there. Yeah, Kevin what Owens. about Buddy Murphy? Kevin Owens needs to be more of a, I, did we ever get Kevin Owens as a true, I'm not a huge fan of the authority, but Kevin Owens would have been perfect as like a, head authority guy you know like seth used to be yeah. you know yeah he'd be great in that role oh i know oh jericho in new japan he's a great heel Mm-hmm. oh yeah i, I still think it's like cody's probably number one cody's so good i mean going to the bullet club and basically ripping it apart i know changing the logo yeah that's great in his own image <laughs> yeah that's awesome uh let's see here uh, DJ Mott, what is the B team ceiling? Uh, probably at this rate, tag title shot. I could see, given how weak the the tag division is, I don't think they're going to take him off Bray and Matt anytime soon. If it wasn't for if if Matt and Bray were never a thing, it would have been tag champions. 
But I think they got that unlocked for a little while. I think so too. And it seems like they're they feel like this B team thing has some momentum, so they're really going to push it hard and, and fast. Look, man, instead of taking their time with it, if they just understanding how they do things versus how great would it be if B team got a fluke win over the over Bray and what's his face Matt? Yeah. What do they call them? The deleters of worlds. Yeah, it's all bad. Um, if they got a fluke win and they did something at the Wyatt compound with them, mm-hmm. that would be great. Oh, that'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. That'd be, be so much fun. fun. My worry is that B team is going to get over and it's going to be a fashion police segment. Oh, that's their ceiling. No, that's their ceiling. Where they they get them popular enough where they could win the tag titles and they're in a position where they, if they did win the tag titles during a match that is actually happening, the crowd would pop huge, mm-hmm. but in the end, have them not do it. Yeah, it's always difficult with comedy acts. I mean, look, man, they're on TV every week. They, they're they probably happy with that. I'm not sure how much of a... It's a comedy act. I'm not sure how much of a ceiling it's going to have anyways. You know, it's like... Even, I remember thinking back when back when Brizango was on the precipice of one of those tag championships during that one episode of SmackDown. Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, what if they did win it? Then what? Yeah. Well, we saw that with Slater and Rhino. Right, no, Slater and Rhino, the, that is the, story, the ceiling you're looking at. The story was the them trying to essentially get a job. And once they got the job and in the, in the process of winning those tag titles, what was left for them to do? Mm-hmm. It's never easy, and I'm not saying it can't be done, because I think it can, it probably has, to transition a comedy act to a legitimate act. Uh-huh. You know? But if you're a comedy act, and if you're over, you're going to have TV. My God, you are tired. Yeah, maybe. This started, yawning. this started yawning a lot for some reason. Um, I think I need some food. I guess so. Um, it's not e- like, but you know, if you're a comedy act and you're over, you're going to get TV time. You're not going to get yeah. released necessarily. Yeah. Um, Tommy T. Hey, friendo. So if the original ECW survived till today, who out of all the current talent would be successors to the old staples of ECW? For example, Tommy T. thinks Dean Ambrose would be a worthy successor of to-, to Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. I no, could see that. Yeah, I could totally see that. Who'd be a worthy successor to RVD? It'd be somebody on 205 Live. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I always felt that Cedric Alexander could have been kind of like, if, if he did more stuff in the ring, that was a tad more like eye-opening. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, it, it's stuff that I think he probably could do. Oh, yeah. He might might have done before he came to WWE. Um, I, he could have been like another RVD. Yeah, probably. What about Shane Douglas? Oh, who's the successor to Shane Douglas? Yeah. Oh, wow. Good question. Kevin Owens. Yeah. Because Shane was, yeah, Shane yeah, was yeah, always yeah, the yeah, heel yeah. in ECW. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's he a good He was a good one. talker. I was going to say I was gonna say when Seth was a heel, mm. but Seth is a far better, and so is Kevin Owens, a far better wrestler than Shane Douglas. Oh, yeah. They both are. But no, Shane, uh, Kevin Owens is a great answer. Uh, let's see here. Well, Joe Shea. Well, with all eight competitors and the women's money in the bank match now confirmed, power rank each woman's odds. So, who do you think is the odds on favorite to win money in the bank? I'm looking at the list right now. So if I, so we have a week before we have to do predictions. Yeah. But it's gonna I have to make I have to do some very serious soul searching. It's either gonna be Becky Lynch or it's gonna be Ember Moon. It's gonna be one of those two. You think so? God, it could be Alexa Bliss though. It 
could be Charlotte too. I know they well they made a point a couple times last night saying that they cash in on the champion of their brand. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that's that's to throw us off the trail of the cross brand cash in, or they're going to actually adhere to that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Becky Lynch or Ember Moon. Because if if Ronda doesn't if Ronda doesn't win against Nia Jax, if Natalia turns on her, which I think is possible, yeah, and that leads her to her first solo feud. Although if the if the idea is that they're just doing this match because they don't know what else to do, chances are Ronda's going to win clean. Yeah, God, that's probably going to happen. Yeah. Then why would Ember Moon even have the thing? I'm going to say Becky Lynch. Yeah. Becky Lynch is probably my... It seems like it makes more sense for someone from SmackDown to win it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my thought. Yeah. Yeah. So it's either... I, I feel like it's going to be either Becky or Charlotte. Because I think a Becky... I think it'd have to be... I think it would be in service of a heel turn also. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh... Uh, the Nightcrawler. This is a this is a decent question. It's a pretty broad one. Uh, do you think people blame creative too much for the failings of talent and segments? Because while segments like Lashley's sisters are doomed to fail, I would argue the same could be said about any and all of Braun's segments if you replaced him with someone that didn't give it their all and just sauntered throughout all of them. I think the biggest question there, I, I think usually it, it falls to, it, it's, it's to Vince. Vince is there. He's like a gorilla, like a birch, from what we understand. Virtually every tele, like broadcast show. Right. And so he's the one who's like given the green light or the red light, you know? I would assume not only in terms of the writing of the segments, but also the direction given to the talents. Yeah. Because it's very rare. Okay, so like, let's take the 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 Lashley stuff, right? The Sami Zayn stuff. Sami Zayn's actual performance was great. Yeah, he his, tried. He did with it all he could. His performance the last night was, was great. The writing was absolute garbage. Yeah, exactly. The premise was garbage. The one example, and I know, man, I know there are fans out there of him, but the one guy that I have to kind of question is he really into this? Is Roman Reigns? Yeah. Because, you know, he says here, saunters, you know, he saunters out. Braun comes out with a head full of steam. Yeah. He goes, whoa, he comes out there, he delivers his lines, and it, it's it's legit. And granted, he's got a more crystal clear, I think, with, with Braun, it's easy. It's like, you're the guy who goes out there and destroys things. Well, here's the thing WWE has managed to do more or less right for Braun, is they write to his strengths. Yes. And especially early on, he didn't talk a whole lot. And when yeah. he did, it was a matter of a couple sentences. And as he's gotten better on the mic, they give him more to work with. They play up his strength while not focusing on whatever weaknesses he might have. Whereas they don't do that with Roman. They shoehorn him into this particular role they want him to yeah, fill. Yeah, I know. And they're not even sure what the... So I think with and Roman... And it highlights his weaknesses. With Roman, it's... But I never get the, I never get the idea. There are some guys, like I mentioned this with Cody Rhodes a little while back. Whatever they gave him... He made every he did everything he could to get it over. Maybe it's maybe it's confusion. Maybe it's I don't really know what they're doing with me. Maybe it's I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing out here. 
I don't really get that feeling with Roman Reigns. Yeah. He just sort of fades to the background sometimes. Oh, I mean, there's not sometimes a whole lead up to WrestleMania 32 against Triple H. Mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose was yeah. front and center. Yeah. Roman faded to the background way too many times. Yeah. Like physically. Yeah. <laughs> like literally. Yeah, he would literally be standing behind Dean. So I don't know. Sometimes I get that. I sometimes I'm like, I it feels like it's I'm watching uh, Liam Neeson in uh, uh, Phantom Menace. Remember how it's like, dude? It's so obvious that this guy is just standing in front of a green screen. Oh yeah, yeah. With like a bunch of like you know green orbs near him to like act in front of I and know. to. I know. Let's see here. What else? Uh, Drew Compton, here's a quick one, friendos. Dana Brooke did the massively over whiteboard gimmick, meaning she is, in fact, a friendo, yay or nay. Who's that? Dana Brooke. She did the whiteboard gimmick. Oh, yeah, man. Well, or she's a Kevin Nash fan. Could be. Because we just ripped it from him. Yeah. Oh, by the way, somebody who's totally wearing a... Uh, going in Raw shirt, yeah. Going in Raw shirt, yeah. Last uh, booby Booby Bum Bum in kayfabe. Why do people shake each other's hands, such as the Sammy Bobby uh, segment? When they know it leaves them open to be attacked. It's a time-honored tradition. Mm-hmm. Sportsmanship. <laughs> it's a time-honored tradition. Sportsmanship. Although, I'll be honest, we don't see a whole lot of Superman 2 se- uh, scenarios. We don't. It's usually a low blow, you know, or it's a, it's a kick to the balls, or, you know, maybe a clothesline. Um, you don't get a whole lot of... Yeah, you do that good. Uh, Nicholas Grosskirth. In a bubble was last night a bad Raw, just a missed opportunity to do something great with the women. In a bubble what? Was it a bad Raw or just a missed opportunity to do something great with the women's division? I wouldn't say it was a bad Raw. I personally was entertained by it. However, I'm not making it mutually exclusive. I think it was a it was a missed opportunity to do something special with the women too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um The real slow wolf. Is this the Nia Jax that Alexa Bliss was warning us about? That could be, yeah. Yeah, that could be. Uh, the Dean of Nefarious Means. I don't see the rest of his name. I, I freaking Patreon on iOS is not great. Um, if Piper, Rude, and Owen Hart, or part, Rick Rude, yeah. were part of uh, today's roster, what do you think their ceilings would be? <laughs> Oh, I just so I, I agree with two. So the real slow wolf has an has a th- answer for all three of them, and I agree with two of them totally. And the other one I don't at all. Says Piper would be Ambrose. I kind of see that. Rude is rude. Yeah, kind of see that. Yeah, he says Owen is Seth. I th- I thought Owen more in a Cesaro type role, someone who's really good in the ring, who either based on opportunity or or whatever just hasn't been able to get himself over based on Mike's skills. Yeah, it could be. That could be. But you can't, you know, doubt his in-ring ability. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Although Owen was pretty funny. Or he could be pretty funny. Yeah, I know. But comedy acts. You're not going to get to the world champion. Yeah. Championship doing that. So I guess that would be my uh, comparison for Owen to some Cesaro. Yeah, that's that's apropos. Uh, (laughs) Let's see here. Um... Dan Boss, when Chad Gable came out, they showed the crowd and nobody reacted. 
Why do you think? Well, this is my question. Why do you think they would show the crowd if nobody's doing anything? Yeah, no. Uh, his question is Dan Boss is Dan Boss. Uh, his question is why do you think WWE? What do you think WWE could do to make people care more about a guy like Gable? He just Gable, needs interesting storylines. People honestly, will care, dude. Honestly, it's not even. So last night you could have had people caring about him. Give him a shot. Have him on the precipice of beating Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and then he gets killed by a Claymore. Yeah, you know in what a, I mean. In, in a great match. In a great match. Tell a great story. Well, Chad Gable, it's simple. He's a really good wrestler. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a hell of a personality, too. Yeah, but he's a really show great it. wrestler, yeah. So, I mean, it's as simple as, yeah, great stories would be awesome. But, man, you could do it in the wrestling. You could do it in the ring. Um, Suplex Casey. Hey, friend knows. Um, I just rewatched the Ember Moon versus Shayna Baszler match from TakeOver, and it was actually a lot better than I remembered. Uh, what's the match that was a lot better after you rewatched it? <sighs> man. Oh, hmm. Nakamura versus Ibushi. It's great. The first time I watch it, watch again, even better. Even better, really? Even better, yeah. I need to watch that match. You should. Is it on the internet somewhere? Yes. It's, on, it's on New Japan World. Is it really? Yes. You can watch just that match. You don't have to watch all. I might of that have to get Wrestle that Kingdom. New Japan World. You already had service. It. I might have to get. You it. in fact already had it. Really? Yes. I know that for a fact. I like this question here. Hey, this is from Funzo's Revenge, and then we're gonna do play per view. All right. Hey guys, the hunt is on. Recruit five wrestlers to help you hunt the predator. Braun. He's massive, and you said on his Instagram, he he knows how to use firearms, right? Yeah, it's Braun. Um, Seth, he's the architect. uh, Which one is Sarah Logan hooked up with? Ray Rowe. Ray Rowe. I think he does like medieval weapons. He does. They they do Ren Fairs a lot. Yeah. And cosplaying, I think. Yeah. So I would get Ray Rowe. Okay. And Hanson. He seems like a good hunting type guy. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so I'd get I'd get War Machine. All right. Plus Braun. Yeah. I mean, really, I only need those three, but I'll go two more. All right. I need a smart guy. That's why I said Seth. He's the you architect. Said, oh, the architect. Okay, good. And the Kingslayer. Very yeah. good. So Seth. Because ultimately, Arnold didn't best the Predator oh, 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 based oh. on Braun. It was brains. Yeah. I would choose also Titus O'Neil. He just looks like a dude out of an 80s action movie. That's true. You know, he kind of looks like he'd be in the helicopter with like <laughs> the paint on. You know, <laughs> he kind of looks like that. He'd be my Bill Duke. Okay. <laughs> I love Bill Duke. Yeah, he's did great. Did he go into politics also? Oh, did he? I, I think he ran for something and maybe didn't get it. Couldn't quite manage what Jesse did. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's do play per view, Larson. What is play per view? Well, that's where we quiz each other on the uh, outcomes of old pay per views. All right. Um, would you like to do a uh, uh, Money in the Bank? Sure. All right. Which haven't might... we done that before? Yeah, just last last week, I think. Money. No, last week we did like a Slamboree or something. Oh, that's true. So the week prior, then I think. Let's do an ECW pay per view. All right. ECW. Uh... I'm going to do a November to remember. <laughs> I was going to do the same thing. Oh, wow. How many of those were? How many a lot. Oh, really? Okay. Seven or eight. Oh, okay. I'm going to do November to remember 1997. All right. I'm going to do the very first one in 1993. Oof. That's how back many, when it was still Eastern Championship. How many wrestling. matches do you have? I have 10. Oh, I have nine. Okay, I'll get rid of my first one. All right. Let's see if you get this first one, though. 
Rockin' Rebel versus Salvatore Belomo. Oh, they were, they were, at least the one episode, they were really into the Salvador. I'll pick him. Ah! I love that you remember that. Is that right? Very good. Uh, first match, Chris Chetty and Spike Dudley versus Aaron O'Grady and Paul Diamond. What year was this? 97. So before we started watching. The first team. Yes. Spike Dudley's team. Okay. Uh, in a singles match, six minutes. Uh, the Sandman, who at the time was the a surfer. surfer. Yeah. Versus Jim Neidhart. Oh, Sandman went over. Uh, it was a no contest. Oh, okay. Uh, next. That's no. Put up a finger because you got that first one. Put up a finger. That should because no contest. That's bullshit. Well, and you got that first one. That was really good. Hold on. There's there might be a wonky finish in here too. Um, next, Tommy Rogers versus Chris Candido. Candido. No, no contest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, tag team match. It's a South Philly hood match. Public Enemy versus Bad Company. You know who Bad Company was? No. Pat Tanaka. Paul Rogers and who? Who else is in Bad Company, the band? No, man. Oh, okay. Different Bad Company. This has two Ds in it. Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond versus the Public Enemy. I'll go with Public Enemy. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. yeah. Uh, next, I assume based on the fact the previous match was a no contest, um, Tommy Rogers and Jerry Lynn <laughs> oh, okay. versus Chris Candido uh-huh. and Lance Storm. Ooh, I'll go with Candido and Storm. Yes. All right. Uh, singles match. Kevin Sullivan versus Tommy Cairo. Kevin Sullivan. Very good. Um, ju- uh, Just Incredible versus Mikey Whipwreck. 97. I'll say Just Incredible. Nope. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Singles match. Sherry Martell oh. versus Malia Hosaka. Oh, Sherry uh, Martell. No, Hosaka. Oh, wow. But it was by DQ, so who knows what that hmm. means. Um, in a match for the ECW World Television Champion, the challenger, Pitbull number two, versus Taz. They had a long feud, I think. They were pushing Taz to the moon. I'd say Taz. Yeah. All right. Um, tag team match for the ECW Tag Team Championships. Uh, the Suicide Blondes, Johnny Hotbody and Tony Stetson versus oh they were the champions coming into this all right yeah i remember hot body being a being a a main event guy in early ecw okay versus the bad breed who was the team of axel rotten and ian rotten i'll go with johnny hot body very good uh next a four-way dance for the ecw tag team championships so we have the fbi who were the champions okay versus the dudleys the hardcore chair swinging freaks, balls who are Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten, mm-hmm. and the Gangstinators, um, who are New Jack and John Cronus. So FBI versus New Jack and Cronus versus the Dudleys versus Balls Mahoney and uh, Axel Rotten. Let's say the Dudleys. No. 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 Who? FBI. Oh wow! Retained. retained. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, singles match. Tommy Dreamer versus Taz. Oh, wow. Back then, he was the Tasmaniac. I'll go with Taz. Very good. It was before they were pushing Tommy. Yep. Uh, Next, uh, Tommy Dreamer versus Rob Van Dam. RVD. No contest. Okay. Uh, Singles match. Mr. Hughes versus Johnny Gunn. I swear half of this is like friggin' kayfabe corner. Mr. Hughes. Very good. Um, in a 
Tables and ladders match, the Sandman versus Sabu. Sabu. Yes. Nice. I got four. Uh, winner takes all match for the ECW Heavyweight Championship and the ECW Television Championship. Um, I, Sabu came in as champion. I'm assuming TV champion. Terry Funk came in as champion. I'm assuming ECW yeah, Heavyweight yeah. Champion. And the other two participants were Road Warrior Hawk and King Kong Bundy. What a weird card. Say Sabu. You have to choose two names. Oh, is it like two different belts? Yeah, I thought winner takes all means the winner took all, but no. Uh, So Sabu, you got one right. And then Terry Funk. Uh, No, Road Warrior Hawk. Oh, wow. I had no idea Road Warrior Hawk was ever an ECW champion. Um, You got one more match for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, The challenger... Shane Douglas versus the champion, Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, Shane Douglas. Yes. I got six. Well done. Wow, I thought I was going to really do bad there. Good job. Wow, that was crazy. Anyways, Hilton, can we get some music? Music, please, please, Hilton. Please, Hilton, with music. Good job. What a good episode today. Hope you're feeling better. No, I'm fine. You can take a nap a little bit later. That's it for the show. Thanks so much for watching. Until next time, talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.